is decoding the crime verse. 911, what's your emergency? Welcome to Decoding the Crime Verse. I'm Nolte Lee. And I am Danny. And this week we're doing something that's very close to my heart. Of conspiracy course. Conspiracy theories. I don't like the term conspiracy theories because it makes us seem like we're talking rubbish. When it's not rubbish, it's actually just the truth. So it's not a theory, it's facts. Never thought about it like this, but now that I have, I don't like the word conspiracy theory. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, I'm a realist, and I speak facts. Are you sure? I do speak facts. Everything I've said is being proven one way or another. Thank you. Okay, moving right along <laughs> from her little delusion. Everyone loves a good conspiracy, right? Well, Nolene definitely does. I definitely do. Well, today we will dive into the psychology of conspiracies as well as if we can see through the secrets and lies of several famed theories. Yes. I'm so excited. So I actually, I found the, the psychology quite interesting. Yeah, I won't too. lie because, I mean, that's one of the things why we started the show is to get into the minds of yeah. criminals. And so to find out what drives people to like conspiracies? Because, I mean, it's actually quite a... As I said, why do people conspiracies like conspiracies is rubbish. We, we just people who believe in facts. Well, I mean... I think we can also agree that over the years, more and more things have popped up as conspiracies yeah. because of the internet. I mean, you just have to click on a link and you'll find a Wikipedia page with every single yeah. conspiracy <laughs> out there. But why do people believe in conspiracy theories? This is the psychology behind theories. Okay, And this comes from a research article published in 2017. And... Basically, there were several different motives to believing conspiracy theories. So the first one is, I'm going to try to pronounce this, an epi no, epistemic, a, that one. <laughs> <laughs> and this is basically the desire to create understanding, accuracy and subject th certainty. Uh, it essentially is to say that you're looking at, into the conspiracy because you need something to help with your understanding. So, like, I don't know what's one as an example. Okay, like, I can't give an example with myself because, as I said, I don't believe in any conspiracy theories, just believe in facts. But, like, for other people who believe in conspiracy theories, like people like Danielle, who believe in the conspiracy theory that the queen is a good person, like, they just what? trying to, like... So basically oh. what this is trying to say is she's trying to understand why the queen has been alive so long, why um, the Buckingham Palace is such a big thing, why the queen is such a big thing. And because of that, she places value on the queen and she says the queen is a good person. It's just to she's aid her understanding. She's talking nonsense. But basically that's what, what this motive is. It's to, it's, you know, that thing is like people need to un have this need for understanding they need yeah. to understand why things happen why did this event happen like how come why princess diana died how come we are in this situation <laughs> um how come i ended up on a show with this psych <laughs> psychopath but anyway the next is existential motives and this is the need to fill a s fulfill a sense of safety or control of their environment and according to this same study when the situation has when a situation leaves someone feeling powerless or basically 
like yeah you know that you don't know what to do you're not in control you you feel dumb <laughs> yeah because like obviously danielle felt powerless i'm going to strangle you across the table we're making examples oh. for the people you're making so lies for danielle the people. felt powerless when she realized that the queen was on the motorcycle because she was like this lady's old how did she do it do you understand what i'm saying so like is this whole show gonna be about the queen with a theory hey, that the queen wasn't on what the they bike. basically do is they reject the original narratives cough cough no lean and possess alternate solutions mm. as i was saying the next motive is social motives okay these are instances in which a subject believes that being part of a community of similar-minded individuals promotes a positive self-image and social group association in addition helps foster a system of blame outside oneself yeah so as i was saying with danielle obviously like there is like a huge part of the people that she lives with in the house and her family that believe that the queen is a good person so in order for her to feel a part of the social okay well you can go speak to my gran about the social definitely group. not going to happen <laughs> It allows conspiracy theorists to feel less alone. Now, while people can be driven by one of these motives, it becomes dangerous when we see all of these motives being combined and that actually results in a dangerous psychological landscape, especially when it's coupled with lack of scientific or factual interest. Uh, their faith in conspiracy theories becomes so cherished that there's no way to introduce new evidence. Cough, cough, no lean. Danielle, <laughs> there's nothing I can say. The queen can come out today and say, I killed Diana. Danielle's going to go, no, she didn't mean it. She's old. She's not in her right mind. They didn't give her a medicine. That's why she said it. <sighs> I'm not even going to argue <laughs> with you. I'm not because... Because she knows I'm right, right? Uh, no. Okay. Oh my goodness, you give me stress. <laughs> and then another reason we spoke about is that there's been a lot more conspiracy theories that have popped up recently. And that's actually because psychologically, conspiracy theories, well, they cultivate during despair, despairing times. And well, with lockdown and there are others um, out to pop the weirdos, especially the ones with the Diana conspiracies and thought they'd change the world with their nonsense. Sorry, says the person who believes the lady that has lived the longest on the planet is a good She's person. not the oldest woman on the planet. Doesn't matter. Don't make excuses for the woman. The last time we're talking about the fact that Nolene would blame the queen on the sinking of the Why Titanic when the no, when the queen wasn't born. Do you understand her flawed logic? Don't make excuses for the human being. Let her be who she is. Or maybe you just trying to, <laughs> to pick a fight. Anyway, so we've got two conspiracies for you. The one is believable. The other one... Listen, <laughs> you don't understand life. This is the problem. These people, it's their experience. We cannot go against people's experience and testimonies. As a show, we, we, we know, are not... I don't know what is wrong with no we are, <laughs> we are not the type of people that victim shame. Or if you're a victim, feel safe. Here on decoding the crime verse. Never mind what what Danny says. We will believe your story. Okay, so the first one is CIA brainwashing. 
Okay, and this is in the 1950s and 60s where the CIA conducted a sinister secret program to master the science behind mind control. Dun, dun, dun. Beginning in 1945, American and British organizations teamed up together for military and scientific research, and they began to confiscate war-related documents, materials, and interrogate suspects from occupied Germany. Scientists. One particular document was the o- Ozenborg list. Uh, Ozenberg. Yeah, that one. A catalog of scientists and engineers working at the service of the Third Reich. Okay. The Operation Overcast was renamed to Operation Paperclipped and it involved 1,600 German scientists and their families. And they were brought to the US during the Cold War to work on America's behalf. Are Germans like the smartest people in the world? Germans like, are smart, yeah. everything from yeah. them. The objective was to use German intelligence to develop America's arsenal of biological and chemical weapons. President Harry Truman sanctioned the operation but forbade in recruiting Nazis. However, this order was bypassed and many Nazis' uh, background was hidden and evidence was also pushed under the rug so that they could work for these labs and stuff like that they did this with the concern that russia had developed mind control programs and the cia needed to a way to fight against that and this created operation bluebird later called mk ultra it was created by sydney gottlieb i think it will go with it gottlieb okay (laughs) Going against the Nuremberg Code, which prohibits the experimentation. Experimentation. Definitely. <laughs> yes. Oh my days! Experimentation. <laughs> wow, that was a flop. On human subjects without consent, MK Ultra conducted in secrecy over a decade, and. They were trying to get to use biological and chemical materials to alter human behavior. This amounted to many experiments being carried out, and it estimated thousands of U.S. subjects were um, prone, well, exposed to it. Even they didn't even know what they were signing up for. Yeah. Okay. Um, most of the subjects included sex workers, prisoners, and people with terminal illnesses. That's what I didn't like about yeah. this. Yeah. Many experiments involved the administration of illegal drugs, and they wanted to seize the control of people's minds. And they realized that there were two parts to this. The first one is they had to blast away their existing mind, and the second was find a way to insert a new mind into a resulting void. And they discovered that they could do this with the drug LSD. This is so this is so wrong yeah. if you ask me, okay? They actually arranged for the CIA to buy the entire supply of LSD in America with the gu- the skies that it was going to hospitals and clinics yeah. and etc etc. They operated almost completely without supervision, partly because the bosses or the heads of well America didn't really want to know the details. Yeah. And he never even he never filed any reports if the experiments ended tragically. Everything just was it was not up to it was not up to standard. And in 1963, CIA Inspector General John Vance learned about the program, and his office 
reported that these concepts w- were horrifying. Okay, it was dista- distasteful and unethical. We, we're not supposed to be doing experiments on human beings. Is it possible to mm. be so high up in an organization and not know what's going on in your organization? I doubt this guy didn't know what was going on until 1963. Yeah. I think he'd leave it until they were done with it. But I not. think they didn't know about it. <laughs> well, did it quotate like inverted yeah. commas? They didn't know about it until it suited them. Yes. Because I think they came out, oh, we know about it in the sense of now if it comes out, it, it sounds good for us. Yeah. If you get what sort I'm saying. Sort of like damage control. Damage, that's exactly what I, I believe it was. Yeah. Okay. And MK Ultra operations slowly started to scale back. And eventually they decided that LSD was not useful in mind control. And the program ended in 1973. CIA Director Richard Helms org- ordered that all the document documentation of MK Ultra was destroyed. However, 8,000 pages of financial documents were accidentally left. And al- these, along with witness testimonies, that's how then the world pieced together the history of MK Ultra. Yeah. The <laughs> Supreme Court uh, identified MK Ultra as 162 separate projects under one umbrella, many which were conducted in universities, research foundations that the people didn't even know what they were taking part in. They didn't yeah. know that they were in some CIA experiment. Yeah. The exper- uh, experiments used LSD barbiturates, hi- hypnosis, and biological agents and resulted in unspeakable horrors. In one instance, a patient was fed LSD for 174 hours straight. What? I mean, can you imagine? That's hectic. On November 28, 1953, government scientist Frank Olsen jumped from a window or was pushed. Nope. Yeah, we know when people jump. He didn't just (laughs) jump, okay? The fall killed him and the CIA claimed he jumped through the window committing suicide. Olsen had been recruited to work in an army biological lab in 1950 to develop arsenal weapons and during his visits to a warfare research center, he said he had witnessed extreme interrogations in which the CIA committed murder, used biological weapons that Olsen had developed. You know what? I do believe, though, sometimes scientists <laughs> and stuff were used. Yeah. And they didn't know what they what were they doing. Were for for example, I'll give you an example. The people on the plane that carried the atom bomb that hit Hiroshima, hmm. only the pilot knew. And after they dropped the bomb, the guys looked out the window, saw the mushroom cloud, and the pilot was like, oh, by the way, guys, we've just dropped the first atomic weapon. But they didn't know what they were doing. Mm. That's traumatizing. It's traumatizing because, I mean, you still can't go to Hiroshima because of radiation. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't, yeah, I can imagine now you've gone to these places and you've, I developed this and it's being used yeah. for such inhumane things. Okay, he then resigned. And he was suggested that he goes for psychological treatment. He then actually told his family, oh, I'm feeling better. And guess what? Then he jumped out a window. Jumped. Hmm. Yeah. That's why if you ever get arrested, just scream 10,000 times. I'm not suicidal. (laughs) I saw one celebrity guy do that recently. That's very bad. In 1975, details of Project MK Ultra were made 
um, public and the family then were like, hmm, we don't think this man was, this, this man jumped. Yeah. <laughs> later in the 70s, uh, not, yeah, late, well, later on in the 70s, they admitted that Olsen had been drugged and pushed and the president apologized to the family. You're but the cause of death tragic. remained a mystery. <laughs> in 1974, an article in the New York Times exposed MK Ultra, and in 1977, the Senate committee conducted hearings about the project. The agency itself acknowledged that these tests made little scientific sense and that it had been that it was done by not qualified scientists. That's a lie. You are like, lying. These people always get off easy. I know. They always have an explanation. In many cases, test subjects became ill for hours or days and effective follow-up was impossible. And the committee decided that the victims of MKUltra should be notified to tell them that there could be effects. But because of all the destroyed records, nothing could happen about it. Only for 14 people were actually notified when there were potentially thousands. Hectic. I just, I just hate the fact that they did this, like, did this on human. I don't, I mean, I, I don't believe in animal testing either. Yeah. I don't believe in any testing on any living thing. But like, for mind control, like, imagine just being fed drugs and drugs and drugs. And, and I drugs. feel like the way they picked the people, sort of like, you have no value in the. But world, it was the so same thing. Remember in our war crimes, our war crimes episode when we just we spoke about how, when the Nazis that. Um, T4 program yeah. where oh this person's disabled so we're just yeah. gonna kill them yeah. or this kid has got whatever so yeah. we just it's the same thing it's it's choosing whose life is worth more than other people's lives which yeah. I don't agree with no matter if you're a prisoner or you're old or you're disabled like the, us as humans don't then have the right to decide oh let's just use it as a test subject yeah. I mean that's disgusting yeah so yeah that's <clears throat> I believe this one I 100% they were doing mind control yeah I mean it's no doubt. They mastered it. I don't believe when they say it didn't work. Oh, no, me neither. I believe they mastered it and then they told the world it didn't work. So then when they'd use it, it would be like, but like mind control doesn't, doesn't exist. What are you talking about? But you see, that's the thing. What I think also, you know what, like movies and stuff like that, they yeah. kind of like when they speak about mind control and all these things, they make it so fictional yeah that then to the rest of us we're like it's like oh this could never happen because now it's like associated with oh that's just stuff in movies which is clever on their part because then people won't realize what's actually happening to them the next one this is a weird one yeah and it's the stranger things series series believe you the stranger things theory let's start there i've never watched it and i won't watch (sighs) it Sorry. Brilliant show. It's it's on Netflix. That's what they are. There are two seasons coming this year. I am super, 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 super excited. So apparently it was based on some real life events. <laughs> Yay! I don't know why she's exi- excited. She hasn't <laughs> even watched the show because she just doesn't watch anything. No, I'm excited because I watched the documentary. I know what they were saying. I feel Great. like it's true. Okay. <laughs> so... We are starting at Camp Hero, which is located in Montauk, New York. I don't know if it's Montauk or Montauk or Mont- Mont- whatever. Yeah. Okay. So, 
It is a now decommissioned military base that dates back to the Revolutionary War. And it was used for various training purposes throughout the War of 1812, the Spanish-American War, World War I, and World War II. And it was also used as a coastal defense, as it was disguised as a fishing village to conceal its vast artillery. So the base closed in 1982, but in 1984, all 468 acres had been transovered, transovered. Is that a word? No. Definitely transferred. (laughs) (laughs) My goodness, what is happening today? Transferred. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, transferred to government agencies. Now this sounds pretty normal right it's just a decommissioned military base yeah pretty standard stuff no because it wouldn't be on the show if it was normal because <laughs> we are going to look at preston b nicholas and peter moon who released a book called the montauk project experiments in drumroll please Time! Yay! Time travel is real! <laughs> Guys, welcome to our show <laughs> about crime where we now speak about time travel. <laughs> Please note there's no actual evidence to support their claim. Ah, uh, uh, don't before you tell the people the evidence. Tell them what the people say. Okay, said okay, book. okay. Let's go through the timeline. So, we're going to say it ends in about 1992, but yeah. let's look. So, Nicholas was an electrical engineer with a speciality in electromagnetic phenomena. Yeah. Such a long title. Okay. Mm. He states that in the 1970s, he began researching mental telepathy. Hashtag 11, for those of you who've watched the show. His goal was to debunk it, but by 1947, while working with numerous psychics, he found that every day at the same time, psychics would be jammed for approximately 20 minutes all at the same time yeah i don't know what the hell that means i've never spoken to a psychic yeah i guess i don't plan on speaking to a psychic wouldn't they like isn't it like freezing as in like you but as in like i thought it well i thought that when he said that it meant that they couldn't use their psychic abilities all at the same time oh. you hear what i'm saying so yeah. they can't be like Ew, <laughs> mystical stuff yeah. you get what i'm saying i don't believe in psychics do you believe in psychics well it's evil and the realm of demons they can do okay anything. i suppose that is true but i do also believe there's a lot of people who fake it and use because they can use body language yeah. to then yeah to then do it yeah. to do what they or claim to do after searching for a signal, he found that a signal could be traced to the radar antenna at the Air Force Base in Montauk Point. So, he visited the abandoned base, which he implies was deserted but slightly suspicious. He found large deserted machinery and a homeless man who recognized him. Dun, da, da, dun. Oh, guys, if a homeless man recognizes me, I'm walking away. <laughs> I'm just saying. And... Not only did he recognize him, this homeless man was like, Yo, boss, how's it? How you doing? Haven't seen you in a while. What are you doing? What if that? he's Did homeless you? because he went crazy after like all the experiments? I'd believe him. 
No, I also believe him. Yeah. Because I wouldn't, he probably was drugged up on LSD yeah. to the point where he couldn't <laughs> go home. So now we're going to fast forward. So this was weird already. He's now, he's been to this deserted base. He's got this homeless guy. And we skip to 1984, where we meet the man, Duncan Cameron. And he arrives at Nicholas's lab. And Duncan has a piece of equipment that he wants to ask Nicholas about. Nicholas takes Duncan to Montac who recognizes it as well, but recognizes it to the point that he knows the purpose of each building. Hectic. Okay. <laughs> but now who's this Duncan fellow? Where did he come from? Mm. I mean, what? So now, guys, we're jumping around. We were first in... We time traveling. 1970s. <laughs> now we... Then we were in 1984. Now we are in 1943, going back in time, okay? We, we had the US government researching radar in what was called the Rainbow Project. They worked on creating an electromagnetic bottle around the ship, the USS Alderidge, a Navy destroyer escort ship, with the whole purpose to make it invisible to enemy radar. Yeah. Which would make sense. We're at war. We don't want the enemy to see our ships coming. However, they claimed that, that not only did they make the ship invisible to radar, but to the human eye. And removed it from the space-time continuum. And the ship suddenly jumped to Norfolk, Virginia, hundreds of miles away before reappearing in Philadelphia with the crew. And they found themselves very disorientated. Who, who saw it at Norfolk? I don't know. Do you, see, you see, I want to know if people actually saw the ship there. Yeah, like appear okay. again. Nicholas then said that the crew was discharged because they were all mentally unfit. Which is a bit suspicious that when a whole crew... That is suspicious because you guys mm. were fine when you started this project. Okay. In the book, he believes that Duncan was on the ship. Hectic. Okay. I'm sure Duncan believes it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Duncan and Nicholas begin to work more and more together to try and recover his memories. Okay. And they want to find out what went on at this base. So Nicholas is also starting to recover these repressed memories as they work on it. And mm. he becomes certain that he was involved and reveals that Duncan and Duncan's brother were on this Philadelphia experiment. Yeah. Supposedly, okay, according to Belik.com, which is an actual website... It claims that this man, Belik, okay, this mm -hmm. is his personal website. He is the reincarnated brother <laughs> of Duncan Cameron. His name okay. is Ed. He said that him and Duncan were both aboard the Alderidge when it flipped to the other place. Yeah. Got themselves off the ship before it flipped back. Okay. Yeah. Then now Nicholas says that it was Montac which was was established and they were taking on these wacky experiments. That's why then Duncan and them had ended up there because yeah. now they they had basically traveled through, teleported technically, I yeah. suppose that's what you could say. And other things they did at the base, they experimented with weather control, mood control, psychic powers, mind control, time travel. And according to the book, many of these experiments revolve, revolve around Duncan Cameron. They hooked him to these machines and transmitters 
And they were able to actually see what he could think. That's crazy. Which is freaking freaky, if you ask me. Mm. To take this further, they claim that he could actually, what he saw, he could materialize. So if I picture a can of Coke, the can of Coke appeared on the desk. Nicholas claims that the experiment, they called it the seeing eye, Duncan could literally concentrate on a person and be able to see through and hear, see through the eyes and hear through the ears. And they could be anywhere on the planet. As if he was them, yeah. Exactly. Which is, again, very freaky. However, in 1979, they came into a problem with Duncan's materialization. And something happened where they something was supposed to show up at 8 p.m. But then it showed up until 6 a.m. Like it was weird. Like something they now they were like, okay. Yeah. Now there's time bending. Yeah. Like, woo. So now they started all these experiments with time travel. And they found that there are these anchor points every 20 years. And they realized that there is an anchor point to guess what? The Philadelphia experiment in 1943. There was an anchor point between that and 1983. Hectic. Okay. And they said that they experienced with time travel between 1981 and 1983. They were making missions to Mars. They were programming random kids that they basically kidnapped. And they were sending recruits to the year 6037 AD. So 4,000 years in the future. Yeah. According to Nicholas, they were running the transmitter continuously for a week when all of a sudden the USS Alderidge appeared through a time portal. And apparently, two people jumped off in the ship. And this was, now guess what, another Duncan. So we had 1980s Duncan and 19... Guys, it sounds like a movie. It really 1940s Duncan. But the 1980s Duncan started thinking about some big hairy monster and it materialized. And then the monster started wrecking everything. And that's when they had to shut down the generators, destroy the monster. The ship disappeared. Duncan and his brother went back to 1943. They destroyed the equipment on the Alderidge. They locked it all up, closed the base, and wiped everybody's memories. And that is the conspiracy theory. I believe it. Can I please just tell you that the movies has science that is so... Um, what do you say? That is so futuristic that I don't believe they haven't done this stuff in real life. Yeah. And also, like, if we look at the planes that they built way back then, in the eight, 1880s, mm. all that, whenever. When was it? The 19-somethings? Uh, the first plane, no, I think that was the 18. I'll get the date. But those planes flew so fast and so high. And that's the type of technology they built then. What could they have done in the 1980s? And I still feel like there's technology that exists now that we have no clue about. No, I 100% agree. I feel like there's a lot of, like, secret... I mean, what are they testing at Area 51? Yeah. But also seeing We've through done another show on eyes that. and all of that all around the world. I feel like, honestly, to be quite honest, I feel like the devil can allow people to do mm. whatever he wants them to do. Meaning if he places your soul in someone's body, then he does. I, I feel like it's all demonic and it's all very yeah. weird. All the aliens, all of this stuff is very demonic. And I feel like demon stuff mixed with technology is very dangerous. Yeah. No, yeah. agreed, agreed. It's just, it's like... 
it seems so bizarre because it it lo- it sounds like what you'd watch in a movie. Yeah. It sounds like what I'm getting watching Leonardo DiCaprio run through time type of thing. I'm not. Yeah. This doesn't sound like real life stuff. Yeah. And yeah, I, it was a weird one. <laughs> I was I was watching the video and I was just like. What on the <laughs> earth is this? When the ship appeared the first time, I was like, hey, <laughs> and the guy in the video is so funny. He's like using these props, and yeah. I was just like, what is happening here? <laughs> I was like, okay, then, great. Time travel, perfect. I don't know. I believe it. Yeah. I'm inclined to believe it just because you know what there are some whack things going out there and I really feel like we know nothing about what goes behind closed doors yeah but still really crazy <laughs> definitely believe the CIA one they definitely were mind control experiments yeah. on people um, I think it's disgusting but most of humanity's history is disgusting yeah. so which is unfortunate. But we thought you liked that. I thought it was very interesting to get into the psychology behind conspiracy theories. I thought it that was. was quite cool. Yeah. But that is all for this week. Now, from now until next time. No mornings. No funerals. Like what you're listening to? Follow Active FM on all social media platforms. Facebook at forward slash Active FM online radio. Instagram at Active FM 777. YouTube at Active FM. And Twitter at Active FM.